on the air. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Clearance, Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Hello, sports fans, and welcome to Live at Five. It's Live at Five, and it's brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtree, FWHlegal.com. And now, your host for Live at Five, Stephen A. Turner. What's up and welcome to Live at Five, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, dedicated to you, committed to justice. That's FWHlegal.com. It's Vic Evans here in the Floor Concept Studio. I've got Stephen A. Turner on the Green River Area Federal Credit Union Hotline. And all I can say, Steve, is the evil empire is back. Yeah, Yankee fans rejoicing today. It's nice to be uh, here on the Green River Area Federal Credit Union Hotline from beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico. Vic, I can't wait to get on a plane and get back to Kentucky. I'm a little bit homesick. I've only been gone for two days, but I'm ready to be back in the bluegrass state. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's been interesting following this Soto story over the last 24 hours, and congratulations goes out to Yankees fans. Good to see the Yankees being the Yankees. They are. Darth Vader's got Han Solo. We put him in the cryo chamber or whatever. I mean, the Empire is back. The dark side is ready to take over. And when we sign Yamamoto and Montgomery, then we'll really be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what other uh, tricks are in the bag for the Yankees. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. I want to remind everybody to download the Owensboro radio app. And we'll talk a little bit about high school basketball that I missed while I was gone. I know you and Caleb touched on it a little yesterday. But download the Owensboro radio app. We have four big games across the Cromwell family of networks tomorrow night. Uh, follow along 1027 the game social media whether it be twitter instagram facebook x whatever you want to call it and then uh, kicking a text line always wide open 270-903-0389 subscribe and like on itunes spotify wherever you consume your podcast but uh but vic i mean i know we're going to touch on we got a dano's la5 coming up in segment two i've got a little true or false for you that i've uh, concocted while I've been sitting in my booth out here in New Mexico for you for segment three. And then maybe uh, talk a little, you can give me some pointers on what TV shows I need to download for the flight home because it, it's going to be a long uh, night for me uh, on the red eye here coming back into Evansville a little bit later tonight. But but uh, what's the feelings, man? Yankees fans, you know, out there, you know, it's, it's easy to look at Soto and say, oh, man, this is it. The Yankees are back. But how do you think Soto's going to, you know, thrive in, in New York, number one. And number two, you know, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Is this a one-year rental, or do you think the Yankees uh, get an extension done for him? Here's I, First of all, on the one-year rental, I don't think so. I mean, you gave up five arms or four arms and one of your top young pitchers and King, you know, in Thorpe, and you also gave up King. I mean, he's going to have him over a barrel. They're going to have to sign him long-term. Now, I know he's a Boros client, which means he's not going to do it early. They're going to have to wait till the offseason. But I think the Yankees go ahead and, you know, will sign him for whatever it takes. Plus, he's only, what, 20, 25, 26 years old? Yeah, so, yep. No, I do not believe it's a one-year rental. Now, as far as him playing in New York, listen, we needed left-handed hitting to balance out that lineup. The Yankees for the last few years have had no left-handed hitters other than you know Rizzo, and, and, and Rizzo's what he is. But I like the move, too, of going out and getting Verducci from the, from the Red Sox. He gives you another left-handed hitting outfielder. you got Soto. I look for Soto to be somewhere around 40 to 44 home runs with the short porch in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that's what I was looking to see. I mean, is, is, is this a bounce? I don't, I don't necessarily know that he had a, 
a poor year for the Padres, but I don't think it was what the, you know we all expected when they made that big move to get him from the Nationals. I mean, when he came over from from Washington, he was one of the the top players in the in the in the, in the league, and I felt like he kind of became a little bit of an afterthought in San Diego. I, I don't know that you'll see that in New York. I do think the uh, playing at Yankee Stadium will help him and uh, you know this this is going to give the Yankees a lot of pop at the top of that lineup and it's just it's more it feels like baseball again when the Yankees are making big moves and uh, you know now you know the rumors are with the Yamamoto uh, you know I know the owner of the Mets flew out to talk to him in, in Japan but it sounds like there's not a lot of mutual interest there on his side I think I think he's wanting to play for a you know a little bit bigger team, and uh, you know, the Yankees are definitely in the market. I think they're probably the front runner to to land Yamamoto as well. Yeah, I, I think so too. You know, they're supposed to meet. I think in the next day or two. I'm hoping they finalize something. Here's the thing, and, and, and going back to the rental. Okay, I worry about the Yankees in 2025, 2026, 2027, in 25, 26, and 27. Right now, you got Aaron Judge in his prime. You got Garrett Cole in his prime. You haven't won a World series since 2009 think about that you had to make this move you do what it takes you go out and you get Yamamoto to pair him up with Cole you got Nestor coming back you get Radon on a bounce back season two so I think your pitching is going to be fine I love Verducci and 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 both uh, Soto the one thing they do is they do take a lot of pitches they draw a lot of walks and I know, like I said, I, you just you balance out that lineup, and you look at that lineup now, where you can go, you know, uh, whether you want to go Soto in the three hole, Judge in the four hole, followed by Rizzo, followed by Stanton, followed by Verducci, where you go lefty righty, lefty righty, great balance. This is a Yankee team, I think, that can win a lot of games, and 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 they've always got a great bullpen, and they will figure that out too. And the bullpen arms are out there a dime a dozen guys. It seems like now throwing ninety nine, so I love it. I think this gets the Yankees right back on track, and I think they become one of the favorites in the AL. I was about to say, if they do add Yamamoto and to go along with Soto, I mean, does this does this make the Yankees the, the team to beat in the AL, or is there is there another move out there that you'd like to see? I know you mentioned Jordan Montgomery, but I mean, is is and I know he's had some success for New York in the past. I mean, do you think that they're going to you know tri- double and triple down? I mean, that's not normally a Cashman thing. Uh, to do, you know, like you would think Yamamoto and Dunn, but this is the Yankees we're talking about here. I mean, what other moves are, are, are out there? Do you think they stand pat with just two and Dunn? If it's me, what I do is I go out and get Yamamoto and Montgomery. Like, I go ahead and go full bore, you know, Ostein, George Steinbrenner way. You know, like when he would go out there and just buy up the market, I'm going to go for 120 wins. I don't want 101 wins. I want 120 wins. I think Hal's feeling the pressure. Cashman's feeling the pressure. Go get Yamamoto and then surprise everybody and go get Montgomery. And Montgomery comes like your number four starter. And and, and all of a sudden, right. you're the best team in baseball on paper. Yeah, I, I, that, that's, the, that's the other move I want to see. If, I mean, we're get, probably getting a little ahead of ourselves just riding Yamamoto in to the Yankees, but I do believe that they're the favorite to land him. I do think that's where he ends up. And I'll be interested to see if the Yankees stay the Yankees this offseason and just keep adding pieces and how that plays out. I'm with you, though, on the one-year rental thing. doesn't concern me one bit. I want to win now. I will worry about next year, next offseason. And it is a Boris client. I know he's not going to sign early, but if you can outbid the Yankees, it should never be able to be done. But I know there will be a lot of teams that will be seeking uh, Soto's services uh, next offseason. But anytime a big free agent comes on the market, 
there's one team out there to beat, and it's always the Yankees. And if he has a good season, he loves it in New York. I don't, I don't think it'll be a big problem to extend him long term as long as Steinbrenner's willing to open up uh, the checkbook. But the hot stove's cooking, man. It I mean, is. The, the winter meetings down in Nashville. I hate that we couldn't get down there, but uh, you know, it, it's interesting. I saw where you know Reinsdorf from the uh, from the Chicago White Sox met with the mayor of Nashville, and we maybe we'll get a a franchise just up the road, Vic, sooner rather than later. You know, at some point, Nashville has to get a Major League Baseball team. I mean, it's the fastest growing town in the country. You know, what they've done with the Titans and then soccer and what IndyCar's done down there and that, you know, with how they've packed it in. You just think that's what's coming next. And whether it be somebody moving there or an expansion team, now that Vegas has a team, I kind of put Nashville right there as like right at the top of the list of who should have the next baseball team. I mean, wouldn't you think, Steve? It's got to be Nashville, doesn't it? Got to be Nashville. And here's the thing. I'm just looking ahead, Vic, for me and you here. All right, so you, we, we get it. We let's just hypothetically say the, the, the White Sox come into town and uh, Nashville gets gets a new baseball franchise. Well, I'm thinking, hey, Cromwell Media, you know, it's kind of based there out of out of Nashville, right? I mean, they're going to be looking for for two guys to jump on and, and call these games. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go ahead and volunteer our services, me and you to be the voices of the new Nashville baseball franchise, and we can just do that for the next 20 or 30 years. I am all for it. 100% all for it. <laughs> I'll even volunteer my services right there with you, Steve. So I think we've made yeah. it here. We're the first to put our hat in the ring to be the announcers for the Nashville baseball team. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. But it's nothing against the community, but just looking ahead, you know, and you're kind of throwing our hats in the ring to call the uh, the future baseball games down there in Nashville. Now, we would but still we'll cover. Take- we would still do live at five and cover all the high school sports <laughs> we can cover. We'll make it work. Man, I tell you, I might have to clone myself uh, <laughs> if that's the case. But, uh, man, no, you know, I mentioned download the Owensville Radio app. Vic will transition a little bit here. And hey, while I've been away, there was some high school basketball takes place. And tomorrow, it will continue. Me and you will put our first high school basketball games under our belt. Tomorrow night, uh, I'll be over at the Eagle Arena as Apollo hosts uh, Owensboro Catholic on Champions Night. I, I can't wait to get over there for that. I, I definitely want to, uh, you know, ask all the Apollo alumni, you know, to come out tomorrow and support. You know, it's not just going to be about the current team or, you know, the, the games that are going on. You're going to be highlighting all 10 regional champions uh, there at Apollo tomorrow night between the boys and the girls game. Should be a tremendous, tremendous thing. I know Keith Sharber, the former PA announcer that currently does Kentucky Wesley. I talked to him. He's going to be over there being the MC uh, for the uh, the recogni- recognizing all the past teams, and it's going to be a great night to, to recognize the, that Apollo basketball program that has so much tradition and so much history. Vic, it means it's very near and dear to my heart. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing live at five if it wasn't being raised on Apollo basketball. So very much looking forward to being over there for the big Owensboro Catholic uh, Apollo game tomorrow night. Well, first of all, hats off to, you know, uh, Coach Tinsley over there. You went out and got the best MC you can. Whether you know, Keith Sharber does an amazing job. He he emceed the the Joe Utley retirement tribute that they had at Kentucky Wesleyan and what an unbelievable job he does. You know, doesn't do it does PA for Kentucky Westland basketball. So he, he went out and got the gold standard right there in the end. And then he brings you in. So you got the gold standard taken care of and then the bronze standard taken care of, Steve. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> that's, right. 
And I, I appreciate the, all the you know the outreach uh, for from Keith Johnson and, and Coach Tinsley uh, for for uh, you know making sure that I'm invited over there. I mean, I don't even. I'm very humbled by that. It's it, it's it's amazing, and I think they're doing a great job out of the gate. I know Apollo started two and zero, suffered a setback the other night, but it's a young Apollo team. I've been watching them from a distance on YouTube. I've been checking out the game, and this is a team that plays with a lot of fight and a lot of heart. And we don't really know what we're going to get with the Owensboro Catholic. I mean, this is going to be an Owensboro Catholic team that I think will eventually contend for a third region title, but. You know, I don't know with the football players coming in and Smith not quite ready to go yet. Uh, if you know what we're going to get from them tomorrow night, so I'm expecting a pretty good game over there at Eagle Arena. Yeah, it's not very often you play your first game is a district game, you know. But because of football and some things that happened in the schedule, it got pushed back. You know, there if they haven't played yet, I do think Catholic's going to be a a team that you don't want to see across from you come like district and regional time. But I do think this is a chance right here, right now, that Apollo, you know, they got three games under the belt. Is it a chance to kind of make a statement? I know it was a tough loss with Dawson Springs and maybe a little bit of an upset loss. But when you're playing as many young players as they play, you're going to have nights like that where you just don't play well, you don't shoot well, you make young mistakes. But, you know, I'll have I'll be over at Owensboro. I'll be over at Davis County. Owensboro, which I think is very interesting. But I'll keep an eye on that score because I'm kind of interested to see how Apollo bounces back and how Catholic plays first night out. Yeah, you mentioned Nolensboro and, and Davis County. Those are two teams when I was on my flight on Tuesday night that I was checking scores between uh, between connecting flights. And we'll start with the Owensboro Red Devils who go down and get a win. And I know people say, oh, they were shorthanded down there in Warren Central. Hey, that's the defending state champs. You're going on the road. And it, it, you're talking about Owensboro who's turning over an entire roster. So I don't really care who's eligible and who's not for Warren Central. I think that's a really nice win for the Red Devils down there at Warren Central. And, and hey, Deshaun Sanders is off to about as good a start as any kid in the region. He's he's up around like, like 26, 27 points per game through his first two outings on the year. And we said they were going to have to depend on him to be a big scorer. And I'm expecting Vic for him to score a lot of points tomorrow night. Big Keaton Hughes down there doing work in the paint. And then that, the, the young freshman in Acton, it'll be good to get some, some Cromwell eyes on that young player as well. And I'm a little bit more bullish on Owensboro than a lot of people. I know that the page is going to turn uh, for them as far as the, that roster and varsity experience, but the Devils are never for a lack of talent. No, and Sanders has been playing so well. I'm really looking forward to the matchup. You know, Keaton Hughes has played really well, and De'Aaron Watkins, that's going to be a great post matchup. And then I do want to see Acton. You know, I watched his dad play. This kid's going to be a future star. He's averaging double figures right now as a freshman his first two games so I think this is going to be an interesting game it's a game if you're Davis County you didn't play well last week their last time out you shoot 40% from the foul line drop a game you probably shouldn't have lost let's see how they bounce back and I'm really interested to see how Davis County bounces back also yeah and there's something strange about Evansville Central as soon as they come across the Ohio River uh, they are they're always a handful I mean I don't you turn the page on their roster multiple times, but it's always the same brand of basketball, very physical. And I know they shot it very well against Davis County the other night. Like I said the other day, these early season basketball games, you know, I, I kind of take them a little bit with the grain of salt. There's a lot of things you can pull from it, but at the end of the day, I think it's more building blocks uh, towards building the team to where you want to be come tournament time. And I know Coach uh, Coach Hayden and Coach Payne out there at Davis County that uh, they've got a very talented group, and they'll bounce back just fine. That's a 
that's a group that's going to get better as the season goes along. I know we expected them just to immediately come in and just be, you know, a top 25 team in the state. But sometimes, you know, you got different guys gelling on, you know, a new team, you know, with a new system for some of those guys. And uh, it, it, it might take a little bit of time uh, to get on the same page. And you'll see that, you'll hear that, I should say, on WVJS tomorrow night, courtesy of Right Implement. The other game, Vic, on 97X, at least on the Kentucky side, is a big one. The 10th district matchup. We'll break it down a little bit more tomorrow. But you always know, want to win those 10th district games, and that way you can, you know, put your hat in for that number one seed and try not to have to play an elimination game right out of the gate. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. Like I said, 97X. Uh, Jalen will have it along with Ty Cowan, who's going to sit in for Brock, who has some uh, prior commitments. But it's another game I want to keep the eyes on because McLean's off to a really nice start. Muhlenberg, you know what they are. Jordan, you know, Madigan. That's going to be a really good, a nice game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Maddox is off to, again, I talked about Sanders, but Maddox Jernigan is Huge off star. To a tremendous start. I mean, just, uh, you, know, you know, that's going to be a primetime game over there uh, for early season rankings. And I know, you know, I, these early season games, you know, you, you take them as building blocks. But when you get into the district, especially the 10th district, they just mean a little bit more. And, uh, it should be a great game over there on 97X, courtesy of BF Evans. And then not only that, Steve, thing. hold on real, real quick before we last yeah. thing. The, the game of yeah. the night anywhere may be me girls versus Brett girls on Friday night. Absolutely, yeah. And I've got a little bit of true or false a little later on. Okay. I was going to save that. Okay, uh, we'll save, save it for save the end. Of that for, for later. I know you guys talked about the whole – I don't know what happened uh, on social media the other night with the whole Mead Cloverport thing. I just wanted to chime in on it. I wasn't there yesterday. Man, I – Listen, I got no. I'm not going to pick on Cloverport. At the end of the day, you know, it's a it's a, it's an uphill battle. And I mean, you know, I just I don't I don't I think it's kind of a non-story to be honest. I do too. I, I'm not, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I completely understand it. It's unfortunate, make no mistake, but but I completely understand it. And to me, I, again, I just think it's kind of a non-story. But before we get to break, Vic, want to tell us a little bit about Above All Roofing? Yeah, Above All Roofing. I mean, you go see Chris Estes and those guys, whether it be roofing damage, siding damage, window damage, they can take care of it all. And i tell you what, if you have to get a whole roof replacement, if you tell them you heard it here at 1027 The Game, they'll give you $1,000 off. I mean, you can't beat that, Steve. I mean, yeah, our, our fans actually get a bonus for listening to Live at Five. Hey, there you go. You know, that's the best we can do for you. I tell you what, we'll take a break. When we come back, we got a little Dano's LA5, Dano's Cigar Lounge LA5. Stay with us here. Live at Five, 1027 The Game. Local sports at its finest, Live at Five, with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner here on the Green River Area Federal Credit Union hotline, way out here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, as Vic Evans is there in the Floor Concept Studios, and we got a little Dano's Cigar Lounge, uh, LA5, Vic. We do, and Dano's, the place to go out there on Highway 54 for all your Christmas gifts for Dad. They will take care of you, whether it's their walk-in humidor and all the different cigars they have, or if there's just gifts that you want, gift certificates, you know, cutters, ashtrays, whatever you want, you can find it right there for Dad at Dano's LA5. We get to question number one, Steve. I said it quite, I said earlier today, the evil empire is back. Is Yamamoto the next one to come to the dark side? Yes or no? Yeah, I think he is. You know, I think we talked about this in segment one. I kind of stepped on your question there a little bit, but but I definitely uh, definitely think he's going to be a Yankee. You know, just hearing the reports of 
of, of Cohen from the Mets traveling over to Japan to meet with him first. I, just the vibes that some of the reporters are giving off that maybe he's not as impressed with the Mets as they are with him. Rightfully so. The Mets is a trash franchise. <laughs> Being a Phillies fan, I wanted I want him to stay away from the the, the Mets side of New York. But uh, but yeah, I think the Yankees are the heavy hitters here, and they're they're going to come out swinging. I still have low key hopes that maybe we're one of those mystery teams of the Phillies fan. Because I'd love to have him as, uh, as, as in the starting rotation there for Philly. But if he doesn't go to New York, Vic, I, I really don't know the destination for him. I, I think if he if it's not the Mets or the Yankees, I, I think you'd have to think West Coast. And unfortunately, that probably means the Dodgers. So I'm pulling for the Yankees in this situation if it's not the Phillies. Listen, if you're Yamamoto and you're a young guy and you're an ace pitcher coming over, I think it's New York. I think he ends up in New York. But, I mean, the Mets are so far away from contending for a World Series compared to what the Yankees are. I just don't see any way the Mets can, unless they were just going to give him, you know, a, a billion dollars. I can't see that happening. Now, Cohen's got that kind of money. I think it's the Yankees' number one. I do think the Phillies are kind of under the radar a little bit. But I do think if it's not the Yankees, it's probably somewhere out west. But I'm going to yeah, go Yankees. I, I think the Phillies would love to have him. I just don't think Yamamoto has the interest for some reason for, for playing in Philly. But, but you know, you, I saw the articles out there yesterday talking about 10 years, $300 million for a guy who's never pitched in the major leagues. I mean, but he's dominated that league. And I think the World Baseball Classic has shown you that the, the level of competition is there. Over oh, the there's league. no doubt. It's, you know, I, I don't know that it's on a, a major league level from top to bottom, but 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 no concerns at all from you on, on him transitioning into the major league game. No, because I think the, the the biggest pitching stars from Japan have come over and been really good in the major league. I worry more about when it's offensive guys coming over because the game is a little different over there than I do the pitching guys. Now I do think you worry a little bit because most of them throw every six days and not every five, so there may be. If the Yankees sign him, there may be some things where you got to skip a start here and there. But the pitching side, when you go all the way back to like Nomo, you know, those guys have all done, you know, the, the stars over there have done well over here for the most part pitching. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't have a lot of concerns there either. I think he's going to thrive in, in the major leagues. I think whoever gets him will, will get a tremendous pitcher in the middle of the rotation. What we got for question number two? Question number two, Danos LA5 here. Otani is supposed to decide by this weekend where his new home is going to be. Steve, you tell us all where that is. Well, I mean, part of me thinks he's going to end up back with the Angels. I mean, uh, I think it would be a huge loss if, if, if Trout and Otani are just back with the Angels again and they're fledgling. I think Two of the most recognizable players in baseball just not being involved in a on a competitive team, I think, is a detriment to the league. So I'm hoping he does go somewhere else. But unfortunately, I think the other place. And all along, I kind of thought the Giants would be in, but I haven't heard a ton of, of buzz about it. I, I guess if it's not the Angels, it's got to be the Dodgers, unfortunately. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to see that, but but. For the league, I think he would be much better in L.A. as a Dodger than as an Angel. I thought all along it was going to be the Mariners, and then they kind of backed out of that. I thought they were going to be the one to sneak in and get it, but I, I'm like you. I do not want to see him back at the Angels just for the fact that you got to get you got to get Otani and Trout at some time in the postseason where you get your biggest stars on the biggest stage, and I just don't think that's going to happen with the Angels. I think he ends up a Dodger. 
Yeah, I mean the bidding's too high. I think I think the Braves are in on him a little bit until the bidding. I think the bidding's just gotten out of control. And and I'll be honest, you know, I I don't know that I, I feel comfortable. We talked about Yamamoto. I feel comfortable with a ten-year, three hundred million-dollar contract for Yamamoto. I don't know that I feel comfortable paying Otani five hundred to six hundred million dollars. I just I, I I question his, his durability on the mound. And as a as an offensive player, yeah, I mean he he's great, but but you're talking that's that's unbelievable money for someone, and for that kind of money, I need him to be you know a two or three starter, and I need him to be the player that he's been in in the field and, and at the plate for the Angels. So I, I just I don't know. I I have reservations. I think there's a chance that Otani could be a little bit of a bust in free agency. Here's the thing. I don't think he's going to be a bust. What I do is I don't make him a starter when he comes back and is able to pitch again. He becomes my closer. That way I get him three or four times every week as my closer. And the guy hits, the guy hits 50 homers and saves 60 games a year, and I pay him $50 million a year, and I can live with that. You think he's got closer stuff? Well, yeah, he's got closer. Look at his strikeout totals and, and what he's done and, and when he'll strikeouts per nine innings. He's got unbelievable closer stuff. He would be right. a tremendous closer. He would be like the step down there below Mariano Rivera as a closer. I think if you're going to pay him that much, he needs he'll he'll need to be he'll need to add a little bit on both sides, whether it be pitching and and, and offense. But it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to go with the Dodgers as my final answer of where he ends up. What Me we got too. for question number three? Question number three. Will any NFL starting quarterback actually make it to week 18? Man, I don't know, man. It, it, it's been a rough ho- road to hold for starting quarterbacks. I sure hope so because the NFL is just it, – the product suffering across the board. Oh, tremendously. You know, it, it, it's really – you know, put a damper on several teams' seasons. Of course, my own team, and I've completely lost interest. I mean, when when the biggest story of the week is who's going to start for your team, Nick Mullins or Josh Dobbs, it kind of sucks the life out of you as a, as a football fan. But, yeah, I mean, as long as you have, you know, Purdy and, and, and Dak, and, and I know Hurts has been battling a little bit of an injury on the NFC side with Goff, and then on the AFC side you got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua, and those guys. You know, I think you're still going to have a pretty entertaining playoff, but it it certainly watered the field down quite a bit this year, as opposed to what we thought we were going to get. Yeah, it has, and it just shows you there's a quarterback problem in the NFL. There's just not enough of them to go around. We'll go to question number four as we go quickly here through the Danos LA Five. I'm going to name a player real quick, Steve. You tell me where they sign for free agency. Right. Blake Snell. It. I'm going to say Boston Red Sox. Okay, I'm going to go Houston. Jumps in there. Okay. Jordan Montgomery. I'm going to say Montgomery's back with the Rangers. He's going to end up being a Yankee with Yamamoto. Cody. I could see it. Cody Bellinger. I'm going to be boring here and say he's back with Chicago. I can see that too. I think Bellinger, to me, Bellinger's the guy that could be the biggest bust of all free agents. I I thought Bellinger was was the Yankee. I thought he was going to be a Yankee. And when he, when he, when that didn't happen, I think the Cubs are, are, are back in on it. I'll give you the last one here. Josh Hader. I think he's a Ranger, too. I think the Rangers are in the market for a closer. I think that makes a ton of sense there uh, to connect the dots. So I'm going to say uh, Rangers. I think he's going to be a Philly. Oh, well, yeah. The well, Philly, I've heard we're out on him completely. Now, there's no buzz there. But, yeah, but I mean, that's, that, when there's no buzz, that's when I worry. Right, yeah. I mean, it, The Philly I, needs bullpen. Man, I don't need another guy that, that's fading like Kimbrell. You know, I feel like Kimbrell is fading out. He, had a tremendous three-fourths of the season, and the bottom fell out. 
I don't need another Maylock smasher with Hater. So <laughs> I, I want to pass for me personally on Hater. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can certainly see it. We we need a closer. And question number five: We're a week and a half into the high school basketball season. What's been your biggest surprise so far? I think the slow start from Ohio County is a little bit of a surprise. I guess maybe it wouldn't be if if because they're they're, they're you know they're banged up. But Decker didn't play a couple games, and then uh, you know Kennedy didn't play the other night against Grace. And that being said, even without Kennedy, that that performance kind of surprised me a little bit. I I expected that team to, with the core returning a little bit more from them out of the gate, and it just hasn't been there as of yet doesn't really matter. I mean, the season's super long, and I still expect this team to be contending for a third region title. But I'd say by far that's my biggest surprise so far early in the season. Yeah, I would go right there with you too. I mean, I know at media day, Coach Decker talked about they'd been hurt all summer long. Somebody was always out. We talk about a team that's re- returning the, the huge core, and it wasn't the loss of Grayson, but maybe it was like the 15-point loss and how they didn't play well and Grayson did was a little bit of a shocker. Yeah, that that's the, the score. The final score is what surprised me the most, and I don't want to take anything away from Grace. I mean, that's a talented group of young players there. I mean, across the board, very balanced, and I expect big things out of them. You know, they, they've had a, a big target on their back. They didn't play well against Bullet Central, which surprised me a little bit. But I got to give them credit; they bounced back, and that's a that's an early season statement win from the Cougars down there. Hey, I had them five in my original poll. Uh, at to start the season, I had him at five, so I've been very bullish on Grayson too. But I, you know, like I said, uh, I'm just kind of shocked at the, the, the how Ohio County played and the difference of that game. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, that'll wrap it up for our Danos. If I keep Danos in mind for all the the, the the gifts for Dad out there through the Christmas season, that's Danos Cigar Lounge on Highway 54. When we come back, I'll play a little True or False with Coach Vic Evans live at five, one on two seven, the game. And now, more Live at 5 with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5 brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner here from Albuquerque, New Mexico in the Green River Area Federal Credit Union Hotline. And Vic, tell us a little bit about Shelter Santa. I know it's the it's holiday season and we're going to highlight this. We're going to hammer this home all holiday season because it's a tremendous thing that Cromwell Radio does for the, the kids out there in shelters. Yeah, we're looking to bring Christmas magic to all the kids in the homeless shelters here in Owensboro. We couldn't do it without our great partners, Jerry Ray Davis, Regal Motorsports, Floor Concept, and then Commonwealth Ag Services. Without them, we couldn't do what we do. Last year, we were able to bring Christmas to 87 kids into homeless shelters. I think our list this year is up to 90 kids. So you can stop by the Cromwell uh, Studios here. You can call. You can get a hold of me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you can do. We will get you a Christmas lift to adopt a child. Like right here, Steve, we got a 19-month-old little boy, 18-month clothing, riding toys, cars, trucks, and Mickey Mouse. Who doesn't love Mickey Mouse? And then we got a 13-year-old female, size small in women's clothing, size 9 in shoes. Uh, they would love a gift card, uh, anything from Amazon. And then it's just, you know, trying to bring Christmas magic to anybody that's here in the homeless shelters of Owensboro and make sure that no child wakes up without a gift under the tree. Yeah, I gave credit to Cromwell for putting it on, and rightfully so, as well as all of our fine sponsors. But we got to give all the credit to the community because they're yes. the ones that came, comes through and that, that, with the big support. 
and the community always makes sure that the, these kids have a tremendous Christmas morning. And the great and thing, Steve, as- I forgot to say, the great thing is, is if you want to, if you want to adopt a child, be like, listen, I'm really busy. I can't do this or this or this. You give, you donate the money, and Kristen right here at Cromwell Media will go do all the shopping for you. Yeah, I love it, man. And it, it, we'll make sure it happens. There's nothing quite as magical as Christmas morning, and we gotta we gotta make sure we take care of those in our community. Uh, that need uh, but let's jump in now a little true or false Vic I'm uh, ready you know, I was sitting around coming up with some questions here for you I think I've I think I've got a few good ones here if I can if I can read them on my the tiny uh, print here on my on my cell phone as I roll through but I'm gonna start question number one true or false Reed Shepard will play more than one year at UK completely false completely false I mean in the last in the last NBA mock draft he went fifth so you telling me, name me a guy, name me the last guy that was going to be a lottery pick that didn't go pro. That's heartbreaking, isn't it? I mean, it's like, it's like we, you know, he, me, myself, watching him play high school ball, I thought he, you know, he, I didn't think he would get on the floor at Kentucky this year. Maybe by the time he's a junior and a senior, you know, he, he would be able to crack the lineup. And now, you know, we, 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 we grew to love him so fast. And then, boom, now he's a one and done. Like, it just seems like this thing has happened like a whirlwind. And I'm happy for Reed Shepard, make no mistake, but I certainly love watching him play, and I hate the, the thought of him being a one-and-done. But if he's a top-five pick, Vic, I mean, nobody can fault him for going If he's NBA a top-ten pick, I mean, how do you tell a kid to yeah, – you know, first-round pick. Right. I mean, how do you tell a kid to turn down $30 million? And, and not only that, you've got a coach that's played for you that won who understands that too. You go back to Wagner – you know, and and you know that uh, you know the the where he hurt his knee, and luckily you know he got his money. I mean, th- there's just no way if you're going to be a top ten, top fifteen pick, he can't come back. I don't care how well off Jeff and 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 uh, uh, Stacy Reed are. You know, thirty million dollars is thirty million dollars. You say, hey, thank <laughs> you for the great year, thank you for the four years of high school, and you go and watch him in the NBA. Even though the NBA is unwatchable, you go and watch him in the NBA. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And and I don't know if you saw, you know, I posted the last 20 laps of the Snowball Derby. You know, I'm obsessed with this. You know, you're F1 guy. Yes. And I'm a late model racing guy. I watched the last 20 laps of the Snowball Derby the other day, Vic, one of the most exciting races that I've seen in several years. And I, I tweeted it out on my Twitter page. The last 20 laps are posted there on the YouTube uh, for, for folks that can see it, it's side-by-side racing right down to the wire. So true or false, the last 20 laps of the Snowball Derby are less exciting than the huge motorsports announcement we have coming up to kick off the year. Oh, that's 100% true it's less exciting because we got monster <laughs> news coming up right at the top of January, Steve. Yeah, I have to remind everybody, you know, we've been teasing this announcement for some time, but we got to wait. Contractually, we have to wait until the first of the year before we drop the news on you. But I think the entire Owens rural community is going to be psyched about the news that we drop on them in January, Vic. I'm pretty pumped for it myself. I am too. I am so excited about this. It's going to be great for, for us. It's going to be great for uh, the city of Owensboro. And we're going to, it's, it's going to be a great announcement. I will say, Steve, your snowball derby or your snowball whatever, it wasn't as good as the Vegas F1 race. That was amazing. I don't know. I didn't see anybody racing side by side for as long as I did nine straight laps, Vic. Yeah, but you for the lead. I understand, but you don't side, have the sphere. Crash. You, you don't have Man. SpongeBob and, and Patrick watching That's, cars go by on the sphere. 
man, there's nothing better than a good old short track. You know, I don't care. You know, if there's if there's a 300 people there, there's two million people there. Uh, you know, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, and there might be a million people at her concerts, but I'm going to be the guy watching the, you know, the, the concert in the small club with uh, 200 other people. That's just kind of how I roll. I always like to catch them before they get famous. But we're moving on now to a, another question I got for you here. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it local with this one. How about Apollo baseball is our best shot to bring a state title back to the city of any other sport that's out there that we cover. Apollo baseball is the one that's the closest to bringing it back. False. Ooh. All right. Okay. Davis County softball. Okay. That's fair. But Davis County softball loses quite a bit. They do lose quite a bit. There is no doubt about it, but they reload. They, they just reload every year. And, you know, and I know the pitcher, uh, I'm trying to give her name, the, the, who was the big stud they had last Roby. year? Roby. Roby. Unbelievable. But I'm telling you what, they may actually be better on the mound this year, even with the loss of Roby, Steve. And I know that's going to be hard for a lot of people to believe, but the two young girls they had last year on the mound are both back this year, and they are going to be dominant. And I want to give you a name here, Steve, to watch for the next great softball player. Okay. Uh, you lose Rayleigh Roby. You have Sophia Kane, who's going to – we saw her pitch. Unreal. I'm telling you right now, Cameron Timmons may end up being the best pitcher that Davis County's had in the last 20 years. Wow. I mean, that, that's big, you know, because they've had some great ones. And that's definitely a name uh, to watch for. I'll be interested. Spring, what you're telling me is we're in for a great spring. Oh, there's Apollo no – baseball will be good. Davis County softball, obviously great. And it won't just be Apollo on the baseball side. I mean, we're loaded across the board with Owensboro – no one's real Catholic. I mean, Muhlenberg County should yes. be a great year. You know, you look, Muhlenberg was in the finals last year, loses, only graduates Caden Ray. Now, yes, it was the player of the year, but they're going to be really good. You got Peyton Carey on the mound. Owensboro with the Hamptons and DeLacy and, and all that they returned there. Don't sleep on Catholic. I think they're the under-the-radar team that is one of the teams I think has a great, great shot to win the region. So that's going to be a great battle. But I would go I, – I know you lose the Beast, and it's going to be hard to replace the Beast, you know, but you've got Newman that comes back. I mean, they re- still return a lot of offense. Oh, yeah. They're going oh, to be, be loaded. Yeah, but I just think with Kane and Cameron Timmons, that's the name for everybody to watch out for on the softball side. I think she's in for a monster year this year. All right. Uh, really quickly, sidebar off that question. If, if, if you had to pick one sport, not a school, just a sport, that we have the best chance, other than softball and baseball, bring back a state title, what sport are we closest in? Well, I guess you have to go soccer since Davis County had one recently. You think so? You think we're closer in soccer than football, maybe with Owensboro Catholic making another run? No, I year? think Catholic and Owensboro will both be – listen, I'm going to make a, a bold prediction. It ain't that hard. Owensboro is going to go to their six state semifinals next year, and Catholic's going to go back to the semifinals next year. Bowling Green returns an awful lot in football, too. I, I, I think those would be the two sports. I think football, and I know in soccer, you've always got to get through, like, you know, the private schools in Louisville that are always so good. So that makes it very tough. But just look what Davis County's boys soccer and the program, you know, they have out there. Those would be my next two choices behind softball. All right, that's fair. We're almost out of time. I got one more question okay, for you. It'd be I'll a quick, quick one. True or false? 
Breckenridge County gets the monkey off their back tomorrow, and they take down the Meade County Lady Wave. Listen, I had them preseason number one in my polls. I've been bullish on Breck County. This is the time they get the monkey off the back, and they take down the Lady Wave. Man, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you. They're going into Mead tomorrow night. I'm I know sure. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna plant their flag right there at the free throw line of Mead County. I'm a results oriented guy. I got to go with the trends, and the trends tell me that Mead County and Coach Hackert and Peyton Bradley are gonna keep it there with the waves tomorrow night and keep Breckenridge County at bay at least for the early part of the season. That's all we got for true or false. We'll come back and wrap it up live at five one zero two seven. The game. Local sports at its finest, live at 5 with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5 brought to you by Foreman Watson Poultry, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner, Vic Evans here, and I want to remind everybody, this weekend, Evansville Thunderbolt, Teddy Bear Toss, Saturday night at the Ford Center. Get over there, be ugly sweater night as well. It's going to be a lot of fun doing a toy drive over there. If you get need to get your tickets, you can uh, use promo code the game and save on fees, Vic. It should be a great time. It always is with the Evansville Thunderbolt. Yeah, it is. It's always a great time. They kind of struggled off the start. They've been playing better, but the one thing they are is they're physical, Steve. I think they lead the league in penalty minutes, so you may see a, a fight or two also. And that's always great in hockey. It's always great for us too because Vic. We had the 1027 the game penalty box. There so, you yeah, go. The it's perfect is. for us. We love that they lead well, the league in penalty minutes. Absolutely. We're winning fights, and then our guys are ending up there in the 1027 the game penalty box. We'll highlight that a little bit more. We'll have our second episode of Thunderbolts Live coming up over at BJ's Brewhouse. It's amazing to ask us back, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we didn't screw it up too bad the first time. So some, some guys still learning the sport of hockey and getting to know the guys, and, and, and everybody in that organization has been so nice to us. And, uh, you know, everybody we've given tickets to and have gone over there and used promo code the game, Vic, they all have very positive reviews. Oh, it's a blast. And if you get a chance next Wednesday, come over to BJ's Brewhouse and and then and, and meet the guys. So we'll have a couple players there to interview and it's a it's a blast over there. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm out here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Vic, you know, in my downtime out here after the conference was over, I was able to you know see some of the sites. You know, I've been out here Los Polios Hermanos over here uh, with the Breaking Bad fans out there may uh, may know. You know, it, it, it's it's been a good time. There's a big Walton Jesse Braun uh, statue, uh, you know, across the way at the convention center. I saw those it, pictures on Twitter. Neat. I saw those. Yeah, yeah, it's been kind of neat to get out here. Anytime you're in Albuquerque, you know, you have to see the Breaking Bad sites. I mean, you know, so. But the thing is. Is me and Amber just got done rewatching that. We're currently rewatching Better Call Saul. Amber's never seen it, and so I can't I can't download those to rewatch. So, so I'm trying to think of some 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 shows to watch, Vic, for the flight home tonight. What do you got for me? I mean, you're, I know you're a TV show guy. Anything good here? Yeah, I'll give you a couple. I still tell you, you still need to watch Drive to Survive. I've, I've been on you for that, and you haven't watched it yet, so you got to watch that one. Uh, Netflix. I really enjoyed Night Agent. I watched that. You know, not too. I know I watched the, like the first episode when it first came out. Then I got doing stuff. We got busy with covering sports, but I finished that one. I really like that show too. I don't know if you've seen that on on uh, Netflix. I have. I saw. I saw me and Amber watched Night Agent. Um, on the way out here, I saw you know the, the, all the light that you cannot see. You know that was. I thought that was a tremendous show. It was only a four part 
little mini series about World War II and a blind girl who you know does radio broadcast during World War II. That was a that was a really good show. Uh, but man, I, I've been searching high and low. You know, what, what what's been your favorite shows of the year so far? Anything stand out? Well, I got. Well, I know you've already watched wrestlers. I really enjoyed that. You yeah, know, that, I've probably watched. I've probably watched less TV this year than I ever have. And one is, you know, you've got the 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 strike going on out there, so everything's kind of like everything. You know, yeah, move yeah. back. There's a couple good documentaries that are out there. Uh, you know, murder mysteries that are out there on Netflix that I enjoyed. I can't think of the name of the last one I watched, but I, you can find it. It's right up there. <laughs> All uh, those docudramas, you know, the, the oh, Netflix yeah. hammers those home really well. The new Squid Game came out. Did you watch that the first time, Steve? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, I'm not a fan of Squid Game. I, I, well, the original, the, I know the new one's more of a like a game show, reality-based deal where they're, you know, just doing the challenges. But I, I never was a big Squid Game fan. Uh, but, uh, and but, another, you know, I'll give you one more. I might just re-download some of the better shows that I've already seen this year. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, on Hulu Reservation Dogs. I think that's probably my I've favorite seen that. show of the year. I've seen that. I told you you need to go watch Sunderland Till I Die. I know you haven't watched that one yet. That's a great Netflix show. I'll, I'll yeah, give I'm not downloading the PGA. Have you seen the PGA? I did. Uh, it's it's the... must watch. You got to watch that. Okay. It's great. That, may, it's eight that episodes. may be the winner. Yeah, it's absolutely That's... great. Uh, very easy to do, uh, and and you really will enjoy that. And the final season of Succession, I could al- I could always go back and rewatch that. That's one of the obviously one of the better shows of the year. Oh yeah, it, I, I really do enjoy uh, Succession. I enjoyed it tremendously. You, you always go back and watch it, and. Uh, you know, have you are you still caught up now on Quantum Leap, or can you get caught up on that? Well, I've got to wait till tomorrow. I, you know, it's like Fargo. I'm in the middle of Fargo, and, and it's been tremendous through three episodes. And then me and Amber are watching Quantum Leap, and that was so I can't watch it until I get home. Okay, so, you know, it's one of those the, the couple shows. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta wait till tomorrow or wait till Saturday to, to, to finish those up. So I will catch up. On Quantum Leap, and I, if they don't bring Sam back home, it's all going to be for naught. I'm going to be very upset. I know. I mean, if Justified can bring Boy Clatter back, you can bring Sam Beckett back. And I know you can't hear it, Steve, Absolutely. but we got the outro playing, so we better finish up. Absolutely, man. Hey, everybody, join us tomorrow live at 5. We'll get you set for all the basketball action, including Kentucky Westland. They're heading up to Walsh in a big top 25 matchup, and we'll get you set for all the right implement game of the week across the board tomorrow on Live at 5. You've been listening to Live at 5 on 1027 The Game. Special thanks to Foreman Watson Haltree for sponsoring the preceding broadcast. FWHlegal.com. Tune in next time for Live at 5 on 1027 The Game.